You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday. Max, we're late, and you know what? Uh, yeah, it's my fault for being late. Sorry about that. Not Panthers' fault. He's he's not on the road today, and uh, I don't know when he's going to get back on the road. I, I don't know. We'll find out the weather report from Panther. It's always in, it's is you know good to know where the weather is in other parts of the country. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Texas is getting fucking hammered. Uh, you know, single single digit uh, temperatures, snow, ice mix, and uh, you know they they don't have sand trucks. They don't have plows or anything like that in Texas. So um, there's a lot of guys in their Ford F one fifties just trying to push snow and shooting it with bullets i guess um that's yeah, effective I, method i love shooting snow <laughs> it works right it fucking clears up I, that's what i'm saying i love the flamethrower idea mm-hmm. i know that elon musk is, is just pushing the flamethrower to get rid of snow and i'm fucking all for it but uh panther what's the weather report there in indiana you know it is it is weeks like this that i'm constantly reminded mm-hmm. why i hate this fucking part of the country. Uh, let's see. We, we got buried yesterday. We're under a travel warning. So unless you're a salt truck or an ambulance, you're not allowed out on the roads. We got about 10 inches yesterday. We're looking about six to eight more today. All that weather coming that you were talking about from Texas is pushing its way up this way. Soon to be your way, as they're predicting, it will hit up to the New England parts of the states. And uh, you'll get buried as well this weekend. So congratulations to you, Max. Oh, awesome. Can't fucking wait for that. You know, my, 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 my youngest daughter today was, was kind of, a. uh, sad it's like well almost all the snow is gone it's like don't, don't worry <laughs> don't worry it's a, it's the beginning of february we still got another two months of fucking snow coming don't worry <laughs> there you go i just assume panther's semi-retired now don't you he's always home i can't recall talking to panther on the road lately at all I I don't mind. <laughs> the show listeners don't mind either. Yeah, that's true. 
Our, the fourth member gets a lot of a lot of time off, right? Rosie doesn't make enough <laughs> money when I'm at home. So it was kind of buried. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. You want to talk about somebody else being retired? Yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about officially now. Officially, officially, it's the real deal that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady is done with the NFL. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would say that it's it's kind of bittersweet. Um, greatest football player ever. Ever. Um, the you know the fact that we got to see him for the last twenty two years break most of our hearts. Uh, Panther has no heart, but uh, in 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 football, you know he took it to the Chiefs, he took it to the Rams a couple of times. Oh, for fuck's sake! So um, yeah, it's bittersweet. It really is. I, I hate the motherfucker, but it's it's amazing what he did out there on the field, and you can't argue that not just the best quarterback of all time, just the best player, absolutely. It's been a long time coming. You kind of, as long as he's been playing, you kind of thought, well, God, he's got three more years in him. Or long, I mean, could he go to fifty? Like the way he played this season, you almost think that maybe it was Giselle kind of giving a little nudge to hang him up because you know he led the league. Correct me if I'm wrong. He led the league in yards this year. Um, you know, extra game, still on top of his game. The guy could still play. So maybe he's burnt out. Maybe uh, he knows the Buccaneers were going to um, – there's going to be some changes there on the roster and free agencies and whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to argue. We can sit here and nitpick some of the Super Bowls. He probably shouldn't have won and whatever. But, look, to get there as often and as consistent, to play at a high level like he did year in and year out – it, you're hard pressed not to say he was the greatest quarterback, greatest football player of all time, even if he did come from that stupid ass school up north. <laughs> it's remarkable. Nine Super Bowls, one seven of them. Is that right? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. And, and I, it's funny, too, is because uh, the two that he lost, he should have won. And the, there's probably two or three that he should have lost. So, I mean, I still think he, he, he should end with seven. He probably still should have ended with seven. <laughs> I'm counting three losses. Um, two to the Giants, one to the Eagles. Oh, Eagles! Yeah, he's got three. That's oh, right. three. Okay. Yeah, three losses. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what six and ten. three? Then we went to nine Super Bowls. No, well, seven, no seven, seven, seven Super Bowl champs. So it must be yeah. ten, right? Three went ten. So wow. wow, Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah. Wow. So tw- twenty-two years. Every every other year, he went to a Super Bowl. That's because how you know I'm a hater. I can count his losses much easier. I can count his win. <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing though. So uh, I was saying this on the Sunday show too. If you divided his career up into sevens, just you know. Because it's easy to do twenty-one divided by seven. Anyway, so if you divide it up by you know by threes, uh, you know three three parts of his career, uh, he had three Super Bowls in his first seven years and four Super Bowls in his last seven years. That means his middle seven in his prime never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he was putting up stats in those. Um, he mm-hmm. was really throwing the ball a lot, putting up a lot of stats, but they weren't winning a whole lot as Crazy, far as Super right? Bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's a system quarterback. That's all he is. Well. <laughs> No, I'm joking because I think every quarterback is a system quarterback. Every single one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, it's hard to argue that. I mean, uh, you find a system that works for a quarterback right. and they thrive in it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's that's the situation here. Is uh, I don't think that there's a quarterback that I've ever seen release the ball faster than Tom Brady. I think his his reaction time, his ability to uh, react to defenses. Now, Peyton Manning, I think, was the best defensive reader we saw in our lifetime, right? He could read defenses, call audibles, and and so forth. Tom Brady, you know, he he read defenses, but instead of calling audibles, he just fucking went with the play and threw it really fast. 
you, you know, it was very, very rare that he's just killing a play and doing something else. It's just like, I know what the defense is about to do. I'm just going to throw it to this guy over here because he's going to be wide open for a split second and I'm faster than the defense is. You know, that, that's Tom Brady out there. And it was amazing to watch, really. It really is. And it's the probably the culmination of the yesteryear's quarterbacks, the, the really super intelligent quarterbacks that beat you with your mind. It's not to say that today's quarterbacks are dumb, but Manning and Brady kind of were like a whole nother level. And we're, we're, kind of, we're looking at these athletic quarterbacks, these mobile quarterbacks. And I'm telling you, if these guys um, can get even just 50% of the, the pre-check, um, you know, pre-snap reads and get that intelligence part of it uh, down to go with their athleticism. I mean, we're just looking at a completely different breed of quarterback um, moving into the future. We talk about the AFC and how freaking loaded they are with these young quarterbacks. I think somebody joked yesterday, Derek Carr is the veteran of the AFC and he's only been in the league eight years. Yeah, he's the old, the old man, the old tenured vet in uh, the AFC. Isn't that funny? Um, another thing about Brady, just, just, um, I just, I'm just boggled. It boggles my mind. It, it, the, the, when he was getting into the league, the NFL was starting to try and stop dynasties from occurring. They were, you know, they mm-hmm. were, <laughs> they were building themselves so they'd have complete parody and the Patriots just thumbed their nose at it and just kept winning Super Bowls no matter what, no matter what they did. They changed rules because Peyton was upset with his, his receivers being chucked too much downfield. So they made up, you know, they started to enforce illegal contact. It's just everything the NFL could do in Flategate to throw at the Patriots. It didn't phase them. They just kept fucking winning. Yeah, it's, it's it's really remarkable, especially for if if you remember Tom Brady coming uh, out of college and, and in the combine, he was a doughboy, right? <laughs> he was he's a little chubby, you know, white kid that it's like hey, there's no reason for him to to be as good of a quarterback as he was, and um, it's it's just remarkable of the combination of him and Belichick and and what they were able to do for all of those years, and then. Uh, you know, he he leaves the Patriots and and goes on to win another fucking Super Bowl. If that doesn't talk about greatness, I don't know what else does. I mean, you can say it's like, oh, well, you know, Peyton Manning left. Peyton Manning went to a stacked fucking team defensively, and he didn't have to do shit. Tom Brady went to a team that was good, assembled more players around him that wanted to win, and made those players even better. Right. I mean, he essentially saved Antonio Brown's career before Antonio Brown fucking went nuclear again. <laughs> and he makes players around him better. You know, I, I think his, his his field vision is is really fantastic because it's easy. It's easy to say it's like, you know, when he was in the New England, it's like, well, you know, he threw it to Gronk all the time or he threw it to Edelman all the time or he threw it to Wes Welker all the time, whatever. So, you know what? He, he found the open guy is what he did. <laughs> if these guys managed to get open, that's who was catching the ball. He saw the field so well uh, and, and competed at such a high level, even at the age of 44. Are you telling me if he didn't retire, what, two or three more seasons at an elite level we could see from this guy? Yeah, probably so. You know, he's been in the league so long, too, that we, we kind of forget he really is the poster child for the classic underdog story. Right. He was he was a nobody in the draft, a sixth round draft pick, a backup to Drew Bledsoe. And he only got that job because Bledsoe was injured and he came in and played well. Bledsoe was out, what, three or four weeks, I think. And he never got the job back. And he, you know, now he's got the got the supermodel, hot wife and turned into the greatest of all time. I think we're what two or three years removed from uh, when the, the mu- mu- movie about Tom Brady's going to come out. <laughs> 
It's, my, it's probably, yeah. probably going to be a little less about God, like the uh, Kurt Warner. Movie, yeah. And, yeah. More like a, the, the devil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he must have sold his soul. To, he's, he's looking kind of devilish. You know, he's got that gaunt face now, and it does look like he's uh, he's looking more like a Beelzebub than anyone else. Um, but yeah, it's it really is a great underdog story, and and uh, it's funny too because prior to that, it was it was the Kurt Warner thing, right? It was it was the grocery bagger that comes in, wins the Super Bowl. The Rams have the fucking greatest show on uh, on turf, and and you know what? They fucking lost the goddamn Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tom Brady leads all quarterbacks when attempting more than forty pass attempts too, with sixty four wins. Usually, when your quarterback is throwing forty times, it's bad news, but not for mm-hmm. Tom Brady. He just still. He just fucking wins, man, no matter what. It's unbelievable. Insane. Can't, I just can't say enough good things about him. Like, yeah. Can't. I, 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 yeah. Don't, I don't want to. I want to stop. <laughs> I think we should move on and talk about something else. We can talk about something else about Michigan Zoo. Uh, sorry, I said the M word, Panther. My, oh. my bad. Uh, but uh, Harbaugh coming back to coach in college uh, said no to the Minnesota Vikings job. Everyone was reporting, oh, the Vikings job's his, the Vikings job's his. By the way, I. Uh, so they were reporting that the Viking job was his while uh, the defensive coordinator of the Giants, a black man, was uh, about to interview again. And they were once again uh, saying, oh, well, you know, the job's already uh, taken. So, jeez. Oh, uh, so, yeah, yeah that, that's going to be another fun element. And then, you know, so between that and the Hugh Jackson stuff yesterday, whew, some, some interesting stuff. Panther, let's start off with Harbaugh going back to Michigan. What are your thoughts about that? I think it was the right decision for him. I, I, you have more... Um, secure, job security in college, I think. I mean, you look at the NFL right now. Do you, we really want to be a head coach. I mean, shit, they're they're firing you when you have winning seasons. But I think this was his choice because I think it was his job. If he wanted it, he had interviewed for it and decided to stay at that team that we do not say the word in Ann Arbor. And uh, so there's a lot of rejoicing in Ann Arbor and in Columbus, Ohio. People are jumping up and down the Harbaugh State. I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a fucking second. Do you really? Do you guys buy that for a second? That they're jumping up and down for joy that they keep that dickhead around? No, not at all. <clears throat> from the posts that I've read from friends, friends of mine that are fans of Wolverines and, and different things, I think they, they are actually are excited. Part of the thing I, I always question when you move on from a coach, if Harbaugh would have left, I don't know who they would have gotten this late. The, yesterday was, was signing day. Right. So yesterday was big signing day. I think he had to announce he was staying or they, they were going to be screwed on their recruits. Well, that reminds me of something I want to touch on today, too, about our good friend, Brian Kelly. But uh, um, yeah, I think he had to make some kind of announcement yesterday because it was signing day. And um, it, it just leads to the question. If he did leave, I have no idea who their head coach would have been. Urban Meyer. I- even they've got more self-respect <laughs> <than that. laughs> No I former Buckeye is ever stepping foot on Ann Arbor. <laughs> I hate that lazy-ass rhetoric, though, I'll tell you. Uh, it's, a, it's a tactic of a lazy fucking AM sports talk show host when the caller says, I don't like this coach. And he's like, well, who would you hire? Like, fuck that shit. I'm not paid millions of dollars to think of the future of my team, my school, my franchise. There's people out there that better have a plan on paper to what to do when your coach leaves. They should always have a list of candidates. If you pay me a million dollars a year, I'll have a list of coaches I think you should hire. Any school, any franchise. Yeah, Yeah. in perpetuity, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. So speaking of that, it seems like Minnesota got their guy as well. Kevin O'Connell, the current offensive coordinator for the Rams, appears to be the leading candidate to get that Minnesota job. Now, I I love Kevin O'Connell. I think it's definitely worth um, him getting a a job opportunity. Uh, It's it's, man. Now we're talking about the McVay tree. The dude's fucking 36 years old and we have a McVay tree now. It's insane. It's crazy, but um, yeah, it seems that's what's happening there. But yeah, real quick, let's talk Hugh Jackson. He came out yesterday, uh, uh, of course, uh, as a follow-up to the Brian Flores uh, uh, situation. And, uh, you know, he was basically saying, he's like, yeah, you know, this shit happens. I tried telling you a while ago. And so someone on Twitter is like, oh, yeah, if, if you were paid $100,000 per game, uh, you'd, you'd be on the Forbes list. And to which he said, I was paid very well. So he also apparently has them, uh, the, the owner of the uh, the Browns apparently paid him to lose. Shocker. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that the Browns needed help, but Hugh Jackson, <laughs> only, he only won, what, six games in the three years he mm-hmm. was there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cleveland has been the poster child for inconsistency, particularly the quarterback position, and I, I find it shocking, really, that you need to encourage a team that was been historically bad uh, incentive to lose, um, but this this sets a, an incredibly bad precedent because now you've got two coaches, two owners, where this has come out, and of course the owners are going to deny, deny, deny. But it makes you wonder if you know how much of this stuff is going on, particularly with teams that might be buying for higher draft picks towards the end of the season. Like, look, just kind of throw this game through these last four games. I'll pay you your job secure, blah, blah, blah. We want the higher draft pick. And like you, you pointed out yesterday, you know, had the, uh, uh, Jacksonville at Jacksonville. What was it Jacksonville or Miami? I can't remember what you were talking about, but had they thrown a few games, they would have had Joe Burrow as their quarterback this year. This stuff on screen arch. I, that's, yeah. that's exactly where I wanted to go with this too, is how you incentivize losing without saying we want you to lose bonus money was available if certain measurables were and this is the four letter network by the way i want to give credit to espn for this jackson said that bonus money was available if certain measurables were met such as aggregate rankings being the youngest team and having so many draft picks uh teams that win uh ju- are just not the youngest team not the youngest teams can't win so i don't understand the process jackson told espn 
I didn't understand what the plan was. I asked for clarity because did not talk about winning and losing until years three and four. So that told you right there that something wasn't correct, but I still couldn't understand it until I had the team that I had. So not saying we want you to lose, but incentivizing what saying is like, don't, don't sign veteran players. Don't, don't try to get, you know, we want to be a young team. We want to have more draft picks. We want this, this, you know, treasure trove of, of, of draft picks, uh, hard to win, hard to win when, when you don't have, uh, veterans and you don't have these players to fill out the the roster right um but again i it's it, it's a fine line uh, we know that tanking occurs in sports now if you're saying if this is if this is going to be key to the lawsuit and, and you can have evidence of this that uh the nfl owners are specifically hiring black coaches so they can tank uh their careers by making them lose that's a huge fucking issue right um you know we we kind of uh, saw a similar situation in houston they 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 wanted Josh McCown last year. They hired David Culley. We would say that the Texans overperformed this year, right? With David Culley as their as their uh, coach. Oh yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. He got fired. It's it's not like the stuff is just not right. It's adding up to look really fucking bad for the ownership group right now. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I know that there's been a lot of calls, uh, and Panther, you were saying this on the show yesterday of just completely getting rid of the Rooney rule with the, with the notion saying is like, that will show you if you get rid of it and you see a significant decline in black hires and, and, and black, uh, interviews and stuff like that, then, you know, for a fact now that this is the MO of, of the, uh, the owners, right? Um, I, I, I don't think you can just sweepingly just get rid of it. I think that there needs to be something else done, um, and if you're looking to me for answers, I'd say the biggest thing is if a minority owner uh, ownership group comes in and buys the Denver Broncos, that's the first step right there is 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 if you're going to have representation at the ownership level by a black man or by a Hispanic man or, or you know, a minority, that's where you'll start seeing the change. There is having having someone who owns the team that can make those decisions and cut those checks uh, and and. Over time, you you, you got to hope that there's a little bit more diversity in the ownership group because right now, I think, what did you say, Panther? Yesterday is, is the the good old boys group. That's not changing for a while. No, well, and I think that there's just an evolution here of of change that has to happen. You remember, 30 years ago, it was a, it was a big deal because Doug Williams was a black quarterback in the league, and it it takes a long time now for these these players to then become coordinators or then become coaches, then become, you know, general managers. It just takes a while to, to, to move up. I think if you look a lot of the coordinators, I mean, we're talking Eric Bieniemy, Byron Leftwich. We're looking at these guys. There's going to be a gradual change that we're going to get there. Look at the incredible success we've seen from Mike Tomlin. We've seen black coaches be incredibly successful in college. So I think it's gradually there, but that Rooney rule to me, the Rooney rule actually, screams racism you need to get rid of that if a coach can get there on their own merits race isn't going to matter and these owners are greedy enough to win and want their championships and want their money the race isn't going to matter but what's going on with the flores the the, the pain to lose why the, the houston coach got fired like anybody in that situation would have should be celebrated with a four win season because that was a train wreck down there. Um, but I think as we look forward to, you know, five, 10 years from now, I think we're going to see a little bit more parity in uh, minority coaches in, in the NFL. Is it a problem with minority coaches or is it a problem with tanking in general? 
you're no matter who the coach is, you're putting your ass on the line. You're putting your name on a product that's built to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I and and if you refuse to to fail, then you're either fired or right. you're painted as someone who doesn't uh listen to ownership or listen to your GM. Right. It's a lose-lose. Same way. It, it's, it's a, a lose-lose. Lose, lose, lose. Yeah, if you go try and win and stand up for yourself, you're gonna get fired. If you follow if you if you follow the program and your team's terrible, oh look, he can't coach, he can't win, he's a loser. And I just I think that the issue is exacerbated with black coaches because they want the opportunities because there's so few of them in the league. So they're going to jump and take the jobs and then they're going to suffer for it. Right. I, yeah. so, someone who's just chasing money, like if, if there's a, a certain offensive coordinator in a high school in, in Florida right now. I'm sure he would take another job to and not care. Like Gase would fucking lose. He's used to losing. You pay him $20 million a year to lose. He'll fucking do it. He doesn't care. He'll take the money. He really, but uh, you know, a guy like Flores, it fucking hurts him to lose. He he's from that Belichick. Like I would rather die than lose fucking mantra. Right. He's not going to fucking do that. He's going to want to win. And then he's painted as a guy that doesn't listen to ownership. It's it's such a fucking bad situation. And tanking in general, just, you know, I, I hate it in all sports. I know it's going to happen. Um, I, I don't have a solution for it. But they, I really think that needs to be addressed as, as part of this whole conversation. Uh, but let's not lose sight of the fact is that um, currently right now we have, what, one minority uh, coach in the NFL. And that's Ron Rivera. Yep. It's a it's a problem. Mike Tomlin, T- Tomlin. Oh okay. yeah, Tomlin's one, out there one, too. One black. Yeah. So, so two minority coaches, right? Yeah, one one black. <laughs> and you can't legislate good behavior. You just absolutely can't do it. The Rooney Rule may no. help, it may hurt. I don't know, but you can't just you you, you can't f- force them that way. You can't just legislate it. You have to you have to have change come from within. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, should we still do a commercial break? Should we just yeah, keep going? Let's just, let's just go right we'll just to the NBA. Going. Yeah, let's go to the NBA. You'll, you'll find a spot to throw in the you know, commercials, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or it could be a commercial-free episode for Vincent Day. Well, there'll be a commercial. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> just not me. Just not me. Uh, I only got two games today. It's kind of an unbettable day. And there's no NHL, by the way. I'll, I'll throw that out there. NHL is on their all-star break. Do you guys know? Should I, should I give a little information about the all-star break real quick? Of what's happening? I don't know if you guys know. Okay, I'll, I'll do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> the NHL uh, also break is going to happen in Vegas, which is cool because you know the 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 All Pro Game or whatever the uh, the NFL one is Vegas on Sunday. So Vegas is going to have a big weekend because you're going to have the skills competition uh, for the NHL on Friday night. That's tomorrow, and then the way that the NHL does their All Star game is they have all four divisions have their All Stars, mm-hmm. and they play in a little tournament. So the winner of the skills competition, the division that wins the skills competition on Friday, gets to choose their opponent in the first round of that tournament on Saturday. And then they so there's three games on Saturday, they're, and there's there's short games, and you know, and, and so, but it, it's it's a lot of fun. One of the skills this year, I don't know if you saw this Panther, they built a rink in the middle of the Bellagio fountains, and there's going to be a shooting competition on an ice rink in the middle of the Bellagio. I saw that. I, I'm actually kind of stoked for that. I I don't watch I don't watch hockey all star or anything, but I, I think I really want to watch this because you know I'm I'm a lover of all things Vegas and I'm very familiar with the Bellagio Fountain. So 
Uh, it'd, be, it'd be even more exciting if the fountains are still <laughs> still shooting off. But I think uh, they are. I, th- I think there's going to be the fountains are going to be shooting off. I think they have to take boats. I think there's going to be like a boat race to the fucking center of the rink so they can uh, shoot pucks. It's 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 insane. But it's, that's crazy. It's, I it's see awesome this. though. <laughs> uh, so no hockey talk today. Other than that, I only got two games in the NBA. Uh, one uh, first, uh, and I don't like either of them. Want to talk about Miami at San Antonio? I knew it. I have one rule in betting. One rule in betting is don't bet on the Spurs. And I'm breaking that rule today. And I predict only pain and misery for me in doing so. The Heat have lost three games in a row. So, I mean, them losing four just seems unfathomable. But <laughs> uh, Kyle Lowry's out. Jimmy Butler's banged up. He's, he's, his latest issue is a toe injury. It looks like he's probably going to play tonight. We'll see how limited he is. Um, Spurs, listen, I, you know, DeJounte Murray is questionable today. It looks like he's going to play. Uh, we know, listen, San Antonio's not a, a really good team at home this year. They're only 10 and 17, but man, they can be a pain in the ass to teams. And the Heat, we know that they're the better team. But if you look at their shooting recently, they're on a downward trend shooting wise. The Spurs' effective field goal percentage is on the upswing. Ah, fuck me. $10 money line bet on the Spurs. I just want to know who the Spurs pissed off. Because when you look, if you look at the overall standings in the NBA, and now you look at the Spurs schedule, they're playing the Miami Heat with the fifth best record. They played Golden State a couple of days ago, second best record. Phoenix, best record. Chicago, fourth best record. Memphis, third best record. Like, who this? They get five fucking championship contenders in a row. Um, I think Popovich might have pissed somebody off in the league office. I'm not sure. They've <laughs> been really competitive in these games. They beat the Bulls. Now, granted, the Golden State game, they lost four, lost by four, but they didn't play the A team. They played like the scrub team and still lost that game. And that that result right there is what's keeping me off the Spurs. If you couldn't beat the the JV unit for of the Warriors, uh, when they literally benched everybody on their starting lineup and you still couldn't win that game. It gave me a really hard pause on this game. I think Miami does win. This is the closest game on the board, but I just couldn't bet it. I'm going to lean Miami. Yeah, I'm leaning Miami here in this one, too. It's razor thin either way you slice it. <laughs> Good luck, Max. This is going to be a nail fucking biter. It's going to be fucking awful. Yeah. This is awful. Speaking of awful, Lakers and Clippers, uh, LeBron mm-hmm. James continues to deal with knee swelling, and you combine that with his constant ego swelling, and that has him in question for the foreseeable future. We don't know when LeBron James is going to return to action. They said when his, his swelling is, is down, he shall return. So he might never return. Uh, so yeah, he's going to probably miss this game, which explains why the Lakers are listed as an underdog here or were listed as an underdog as of an hour or so ago. They, they still are an still underdog. Are. Um, also played yesterday, right? They played yesterday. They beat the Blazers. So I think that there's probably some players that are going to get some rest today. Uh, Clippers, they've been off for a few days. Their last game was a loss to the Pacers. Trust me. I know. They return home after a long road trip, but they've got the three days in between. Right. I'm sure they got their houses in order. Everyone's going to be ready to play. They got their shit together. Uh, and in general, I like the Clippers. I think I'd like the Clippers better than the Lakers. Uh, factoring in not having their star players, the Lakers might have the bigger names on their bench, but the Clippers actually produce. That's the difference is their role players mm-hmm. actually, you know, put up points and rebounds and all that stuff. Uh, I have this as a close game, though. I have this as a really close game. I only have the Clippers winning this game by a point. 
Uh, so my implied probability says the value bet is the fucking Lakers. So a ten dollar money line bet on L.A. The Lakers. Yeah, yeah, on L.A. Yeah, the the Lakers are nine and fifteen away. I just don't know if this counts as an away game. Uh, so they still share the same venue, right? They still do that. It's the crypto arena. Yes. Crypto yeah. So. Arena. so a neutral site game for both teams, but the the minus three and a half that I'm seeing for the Clippers, we already knew LeBron was out. So that line almost suggests to me that Anthony Davis in the second game of a back-to-back might sit this one out as well. Um, with all the crap that's going on with the Lakers, just a hard team to bet on or against. I'm not on this game either, but I'll lean the Clippers. Yeah, I'm a, only two and a half. I only have to give up two and a half. I have the Clippers winning a nail biter here. I don't eat much chalk, and I'll probably realize why tonight, but I'm going to take the Clippers minus two and a half for 10 bucks. Those are my two games. Panther, what else you got? I got three games. You didn't even touch them. Let's start taking a look at the Minnesota Timberwolves going to take on Detroit. Talk about a team tanking. Uh, Pistons, I, they're kind of in this pause mode right now because the trade deadline's coming up they want to move jeremy grant they want to see what they can get for him they haven't been playing well i was talking pre-show with arch detroit leads the league in margin of loss right they're like nine and a half points margin of loss and we're looking at a seven point line at home against the t-wolves this t-wolves team has really surprised me i didn't think they'd be this good this year um doesn't look like Delo will play but patrick beverly should be back i think that's enough for the t-wolves to cover this game i'm going to lay the touchdown and put 10 bucks on minnesota if, if if i was betting um with the points i would i would be jumping on the pistons here i've got this as a really really close game um it's, it's, i don't know man I'm, I'm a fan of the 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 timberwolves i think they should win this one I just the implied probability says that I, I should be on Detroit here, so a lean on the Pistons with those points. Yeah, I'm leaving Minnesota here in this one. I, I really, I can easily see that they just annihilate Detroit, just annihilate them. So, but eh, not enough confidence to eat six and a half points. Just a lean. All right. Well, let's take a look at that number one team we were talking about, the Phoenix Suns traveling to Atlanta. Phoenix is 19 and four on the road. They're still without DeAndre Ayton, but JaVale McGee has plugged in real nice and, and has played well in the middle. Going against an Atlanta team that was surging, right? They put together a nice little win streak against mediocre competition, right? They beat Charlotte, they beat Sacramento, they beat Boston, they beat the Lakers. But it seems like everybody lately has been having trouble with Toronto. Their last game was a six-point loss to Toronto. Now Phoenix comes in and with a great road record, relatively healthy. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are just an absolute guard nightmare for anybody. Five points I think is doable. I'm going to lay those five and jump on the number one Suns. Um, That's not bad. That's not a bad joke, number one Suns. That's good. I, did, I didn't catch that. I have this exact like I mean I'm 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 line for line with Vegas here. I, I couldn't flip aside. I I really couldn't. Um, I will lean Toronto with uh, here. I think they edge out the win, uh, but I it's it's razor thin for, like fractional. I, I really can't. So a lean on the Raptors. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm lost a little bit here on this one. We're we talking about the Suns. Yeah, we're talking about the Suns. I don't know what game I, he's on. I don't know why I was thinking that you were talking about the Raptors. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
I am leaning the last loss they had was the Raptors. I'm leaning Atlanta here. Okay. Sorry. No, no, yeah. it's cool. You just threw me for a loop a little bit. <laughs> me too. No, no. I'm looking at the board and I was like, I think it's yeah. Anyway, leaning Atlanta. It's like number what one. What game are we talking about? It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I'm leaning Phoenix in this one. I'm also Not leaning the Raptors, by the way. Just oh, so yeah. you know, oh, there in we case go. anyone Spoilers. is talking about that Spoilers. game, I'm gonna lean the Raptors as well. All right. I'm leaning the Suns in this one. Moving on. One last game for me. Hey, let's talk about the Raptors. I'm leaning the Raptors. All right. Oh, didn't see that one coming. The Chicago Bulls are still without Zach Levine, and I think that's why we're seeing the line the way it is. The Raptors won four of their last five. That lone loss was the Chicago Bulls, but Zach Levine did play in that game. I think the difference here is no Levine gives me Toronto at home. They're playing absolutely great. Gary Trent has scored over 30 points in five straight games. He's been a scoring machine. That's enough for the Raptors to get it done at home. I'm betting the Raptors laying the field goal on a hook, uh, 10 bucks on Toronto. All right. Well, you know what I'm doing. And the reason what happened was I have the two games right on top of each other, yeah. and I highlighted the wrong one. As you're talking, I try to highlight the game you're talking about, and I highlighted the wrong one. I'm taking Max's uh, mistaken highlight, and I'm betting it. I like the Raptors here. Only minus three. We still only have to lay minus three. Doing two chalks today. I think I feel a lot more confident in this one than the other one. Uh, Ten bucks, Raptors minus three. That is all for me. I have a couple comments. Uh, Iceberg wants a good uh, good basketball play because there's no NHL. I said, we're going to try. Interesting. I guess I never paid attention to the All-Star Weekend. Go Spurs, go. Everybody hates the Spurs except Spurs fans. I think Spurs fans probably hate them too a little bit. Heat and Raptors. Is this... Is it been postponed? Heat and Raptors? That game is postponed, guys. Heat and Raptors. Oh, okay. Okay, there you go. All right, well... Iceberg likes Detroit plus seven and the last six games. ATS Minnesota has 0% in covering. Oh, that's interesting. All right. Since the Heat and the Raptors aren't playing each other, I don't know what they're talking about. I think it was probably a a, a game that was listed on the schedule that some people do have. Both of these games are makeup games. Bulls Raptors is a makeup from December 16th. Heat Spurs is makeup from December 29th. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, a little late-breaking news real quick for you. If you listen to the Oscar show, Tom said Lady Gaga. He liked her. Plus 1,200 to win the Best Actress Award. Nicole Kidman was not nominated for the BAFTAs. Lady Gaga is now plus 300 to win Best Actress. Wow. So Tom, wow. Tom, Tom called it. Tom made some huge value there. He yeah. certainly did. All right, we talked about the NFL and all its clusterfuckery, and we talked about the NBA, and we talked about NHL All-Star Weekend. Max, that's it. That is it. Download the DGNs app for Android or iOS and let us know anything about our picture. Picks anyone speaks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter where you listen, please highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. Take you home with Panther Parlay. I bet three games, so those will be the three games we're putting in there. Minnesota, the Phoenix Suns, and the Toronto Raptors. Those three will be your Panther Parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook or on Twitter. Give us a shout out by name. We will shout right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. When it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.